Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the Intramural Star, where college friends stay connected through conversations about sports. And tonight, the podcast is breaking new ground. For the first time in the history of the Intramural Star, we are going to have a guest on the podcast. So welcome to Mr. Jazz Morales, the first guest of the Intramural Star. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Appreciate you having me on, despite not being an old college friend. Yeah. Uh, but new, friend, new friends are cool, too, right? Yeah, new friends are cool, too. We're, we're yeah. open to new friends. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk some sports and uh, experience uh, uh, this intramural star experience on, on your podcast. I'm pumped. Yeah, we're, we're excited to have you. So uh, I don't know if you saw, but Cam and Mark... Uh, recorded mm-hmm. a podcast earlier this week. They did an NBA playoff preview and also okay. had some other banter. So before we get into it, uh, they, of course, had to take a couple shots at me since I wasn't there. <laughs> okay. uh, so I guess I'll just list these off quick. First, I'm sure. the king of fantasy, our fantasy baseball league. Nice, I will nice. win the title, and I have no doubts about it. I'm confident that either Cam or Mark will be stuffing their faces with Waffles from Waffle House for 24 hours because I will be victorious. Second, I like the Rockies, but they are not my favorite baseball team. The Orioles are my favorite team. I've said this several times now, but just felt despite the all the Yankee talk time. from your friends, it, it is the Orioles after all. It is the Orioles after all. They uh, uh-huh. all they've right. been spreading fake news that it's not the Orioles, but it is definitely the Orioles. Gotcha. And finally. Uh, they also made some comments about the size of my head. That's ridiculous. <laughs> we all have the same size head. They both also wear seven and five ace hats. So <laughs> we all well, have the same size head. I was going to say, well, the, if anything brings me together with you guys, uh, having a large head will probably be it. I may not have been in college with y'all, but I share a similar hat size. So <laughs> you could tell them I'm open to the jokes, too. You got to be thick skinned. <laughs> there we go. All yeah, right. Man. So before we get going into this NBA playoff preview, are there any biases or allegiances to certain teams I should be aware about? Sure. So, yeah, first time on the show, I'll give a quick little background of of my, uh, I guess, sports love for different teams. So for basketball, I'm a Mavericks fan, so no bias there in the playoffs. All right. Um, Baseball, I'm a Mets fan. That um, away. That's what I wanted to so, hear. I've been getting so yeah. much crap because of the Mets. <laughs> Wait, why? Why have you been uh, getting so much crap? So earlier, did, we did... did you not think that they were gonna like do oh, well? Or, no, no, or... no. I'm a believer in the New York Mets. We uh, okay. we did an MLB preview, and I said that they would finish above the Atlanta Braves in the division standings, and mm. you would have thought oh. I was out of my mind. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I had them finishing third place which i didn't think was that radical now it looks yeah. like i'm pretty smart because they're off to a pretty good start but yeah yeah I, you know as a mets fan though that we do this every year so <laughs> i i <laughs> we, we always start off hot and then we always get our expectations up as fans and we are uh <laughs> brought back to reality very quickly hearts broken so, uh, yep yeah i try to keep my expectations low and just be pleasantly surprised if anything happens but I do like the 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 young core that we're we're starting to bring up now and and some of these pieces we put together this off season and and via trade and free agency um so I think we're for the first time actually spending our money 
more wisely than we have in the past instead of giving these aged veterans these massive contracts and thinking that they're still going to lead us to the promised land. So at least I have some, some optimism with our new front office and, and uh, from top down now. But, yeah, it definitely a wait-and-see approach as a Mets fan. No, absolutely. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I definitely like the, the approach they're taking now, um, investing in DeGrom, uh, investing mm-hmm. in the younger talent, bringing that talent up to play. And then kind yeah, Alonzo is no joke. No, he is not. He is no joke at all. That dude can rake. He, he mm-hmm. can hit the ball. Um, also, I like the older investments they've made, like Robinson Cano. Um, yeah. Diaz, that that looks like that's going to work out. So, I mean, they're on the yeah. rise. And Diaz, he's still he's still young, and he's he's only getting better. He's you know, if not already, he's on his way towards being one of the top closers in the league. And um, you know, you got guys. Robinson Cano, whether you think he still has enough in the tank or not, that type of uh, championship leadership in the clubhouse, especially for the young talent, you know, helping groom guys like Ahmed Rosario, you know, who was at one point top prospect in all of baseball, not just right. uh, the Mets team, but, you know, still still trying to put that together. I think he might just be a late bloomer, so hoping he doesn't, you know, just be – I hope he lives up to the to the hype that he originally had eventually. But, you know, right. that goes a long way. So hopefully it helps in the clubhouse too. No, absolutely. Uh, that leadership, I think, is taken for granted sometimes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people just think when, uh, you know, free agency and trade uh, acquisitions happen, that a lot of times they just think about the bat, you know, especially with fantasy sports. Like, oh, he can't hit as many home runs anymore, this, this, and that. But you it's, a, it's many phases to the game, so you got to think defensively as well. It's only going to help our uh, pitching staff and our bullpen and everybody else, you know, pulling them double plays and, and how he can field even at this age too. So, you know, hoping we keep it up and can make this different from the previous seasons. <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. There's nothing yeah. I'd love more than to be right. Yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. When push comes to shove, I'd love to be right and for Cam and Mark to be wrong. Yeah, man. Well, what were your predictions for your team? What, what were you feeling about the, the O's this year? Um, well, I mean, obviously I had the O's finishing low. We're in the midst of a rebuild. Um, right. But I've been pleasantly surprised with how they've played so far. They play really hard. Um, mm-hmm. they've, they've won more than expected, which makes me a little bit nervous because – I think the worst place to be if you're trying to rebuild is like in that 70 win area. Cause then you're mm-hmm. like not terrible, but mm-hmm. you're not like a playoff contender. Yep. So I think eventually that'll even itself out. Cause guys like Jonathan VR, who's producing um, Andrew Kashner, Alex Cobb, guys like that. You've got to think that when they get near the trade deadline, someone's going to want them. I mean, yeah. you always, yeah. I mean, so I think eventually it'll even itself out, but I'm pleasantly surprised. Regardless of win totals or things like that, they, uh, they've played hard. They have. I have noticed that, too. Um, definitely been similar to the Mets, it seems like, overachieving the, from some people's right. expectations to start. But, yeah, you can't you – can, uh, you definitely want to take effort over, over some other things if, if you know you don't have the, the roster that can maybe compete for a championship right away. At least you get something to build around and start to have a – uh, a, a winning atmosphere and environment in the clubhouse people gonna fight for each other absolutely yeah and i mean just i like seeing like 
I don't know. I like seeing that they're stealing bases, that they're a lot better defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, the hitting mm-hmm. the hitting's going to take more time to develop. That's just how it is. Um, they have a couple of guys carrying more of the load for them right now offensively. But in other areas of the game, I mean, especially defensively, last year the Orioles were not good defensively. They've never been a good base running team. And we're seeing new approaches in that area, which has been so great to see, like – I don't know. I'm I'm tired of like being last in baseball and stolen bases. Right. That just drives yeah. me nuts. Um, mm-hmm. So it's been good. Uh, it's been good to see that some things are changing, some fresh leadership, um, analytics, and all that in the front office. I think I think it's going to work out. I've I have faith in the rebuild. I guess not to steal the Sixers slogan. I just kind of need to sit back <laughs> and trust the process a little bit yep. and learn not to worry about. Um, Wins and losses, they don't they don't matter right now. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right, man. So do you want to get into this NBA playoff preview? Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you, uh, to kind of build off of your point that you made of baseball teams and, and being stuck in that terrible spot, I know my Mavericks aren't in the playoffs, but a semi-segue to basketball – that was my my uh, biggest struggle as a Mavs fan for so many years was we were always, you know, we had good uh, front office, aside from the unfortunate scandal that happened mm-hmm. with the misconduct and things in the workplace. But um, aside from that, everybody seems to respect Cuban as an owner, had a great coach in Rick Carlisle for many years, uh, very underrated in what he can do. So we were always, like, playing better than we probably should have and we're always like right there either bumping in the first round uh, of the playoffs or right outside the playoffs so we weren't getting the lottery picks but we weren't good enough to compete and we were stuck in that you know limbo uh which is the most frustrating as a fan because you know never really know when that light is and for some reason we never seem to be able to get free agents to come to dallas i don't i don't understand why um but it seems like they always back out and it's so much tougher. Um, but we got the, you know, no no state income tax, I don't believe. Uh, you know, you got every, everything else there with the organization and, and good weather, you would think it would be a, a easy scenario. But right. what can you do? What can you do? But, yeah, they're not in the playoffs. So I'm definitely down to talk about uh, what's going on now, especially you got the Sixers-Nets game on as we're recording. Well, if the Sixers and Nets are on, we can start there. Um So the Nets came out, took game one, uh, to some Mm -hmm. people's surprise, and then Sixers evened it up. Embiid, I know, is not playing tonight. Right. He's sitting. They still got so far, it looks like a a 10-point lead, or 8-point lead, sorry, even without Embiid. So it'll be interesting how the rest of this game goes. Absolutely. Do you – so do you think the Nets could potentially pull this off? Do you think the Sixers should be concerned, or do you think they're going to get back on track here and take this thing? I think they're going to get back on track – um, I think the the Nets they're they're a really good team and and I like them I like what they did this year especially and now going into the off season with their young core with D'Angelo Russell turning into an All Star mm-hmm. and um, the fact that they'll have space for a max contract one if not two I got to double check I can't remember but definitely at least one max guy I mean they're set for the future but I think it's just one year too early. Um, for them to really make noise in the playoffs. The Sixers, man, when, when they fully click, um, that starting five, and even without Embiid, when everybody plays to their potential, they're really hard to beat. Um, and I think what will hold them back, it just seems like 
the little bit of immaturity and, right. and the inconsistencies and, and all the extracurricular stuff that um that they get themselves involved in. But I, I see this series going six. I think the Nets will win one of these uh games at home. Mm-hmm. Um if not this one, if they don't come back here, maybe the next one. But you know, with or without Embiid, and obviously if he comes back, I just think the Sixers have a little too much firepower. No, I agree with you there. And to your point about the Nets, I I couldn't agree with you more. It's one year too one year too early, and mm-hmm. you kind of have to feel bad for them. I mean, they got a tough draw here. Like yeah, I, they did. I would like them a little bit more. I think if they were playing like a team like Boston, who I was down on at the end of the season. Or if Indiana kind of could have held up and they would have played a little bit better down the stretch because they had a brutal um, schedule at the end of the season. The Nets did. Mm-hmm. And it's just they, they got a really tough draw because the Sixers, as you said, on paper at least, yeah. and when they're clicking, they have so much talent. They potentially had the most talented starting five in the NBA if they're all in sync at the same time. I mean – I'm pretty sure like the PER numbers show that are like net efficiency. I'm, I think when all their starters are on the floor, I want to say that they were tops in the league. Yeah, I mean, for it, first and the starting Nets, five, yeah. The Nets just can't. The Nets just can't hang with that right now. Like Russell, yeah. I I I agree with you. I see this going six to the Sixers. Um, I think the Nets get one more at home. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's either tonight or tomorrow or game four. Um. But I just, I just don't think they have enough to really, like, knock off the Sixers unless, I don't know, unless the Sixers, like, totally implode because of right. immaturity. But, which is always something we which, have to right, have that's, in the back of our minds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not totally out of the realm of possibilities, but I, yeah. I, I don't see it happening here. So we're not trusting the maturity process? It's not, not what we're no, doing? No, I'm not yeah. trusting the maturity process. They haven't process. given us a reason to trust it yet. No. I mean, we got to wait a little more. Right, right. They, if they, they can prove me wrong this year. I think if they uh, – <laughs> I think conference fin- – if they get to the conference finals, I think I would trust the maturity a little bit more unless they got swept. It's like if they go to the conference finals and win a game or two, I'll right. trust the maturity a little bit more. Right. But, yeah, they definitely need that experience. Absolutely, but they they can't stop. They need to stop losing games to teams that aren't as talented as them, mm-hmm. or like playoff series, rather. Right. So, with you there. All right, so we can bump up then to the uh, Raptors or Magic. I'm I'm going to be honest. Okay. I I don't know much about the Orlando Magic, man. I I hope you know a little bit. I I don't know much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. They're they're a scrappy team. They're they're disciplined for the most part, and they got some guys that can cause mismatches for the Raptors. So I know the the pickup of of uh, Marcus All um, is big for the Raptors, especially in this series, because you got a guy like Vucevic who is just a walking double double, um, right. but can also you know help make the right passes and, and, you know, get every, the rest of the team involved, it, it can be tough. And, uh, you know, I think in this, even uh, I got to give Damon Jones credit. He said on get up, I believe that he actually picked the magic to win this series, which I wouldn't go that oh, far. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was, I, he was one of the first people that kind of went on a limb on that, but um, you know, and I obviously respected his, his playing and coaching background um, I understand why he would 
would take that risk and and that leap. But I see I see the Raptors in six. I, I think the Matt it's I know it kind of sounds similar to to the Nets and right. and Sixers, but Magic are good enough. They proved it already to steal a game that was on the road. I think they can get one more at home. Um, it's just again a little too early. You know, not enough playoff experience for some of these guys. You know, Aaron Gordon needs to to be uh, a little bit more consistent because yep. he shows super flashes of upside, but can can kind of disappear on certain games. But they got they got you know they they got some nice pieces for the future, but yeah. And then this is funny. Imagine what they could be if they had Mo Bamba uh, healthy. Yeah, their, yeah. Their top draft pick from last year, so or from this past draft. So yeah, huh. I'm. Vucevic is a problem, though. Vucevic is a problem. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, it's pretty much what I know about the Magic is Vucevic and uh, Aaron Gordon. There's like the two mm-hmm. guys, and then DJ Augustine. I did not remember, did not know that he was still in the league until he went yeah. off the other night. Yep, probably he's a journeyman, and he's he's still staying relevant and uh, still contributing at a high level. But that's a, another piece like that that just goes to show. If you don't have like that veteran guy who can who can come through in, in clutch time and, and in the playoff situations when things break down, someone who has been there before, who has been in the league a long time, been around guys with playoff and championship experience, um, it, it goes a long way. And that's why I think some of these other teams are missing and why they might get out early. But um, yeah, man, so I see they'll, they'll win another game, but Toronto – Especially with Siakam, how he's improved this year, right? I think I think Lowry is the key because if he shows up, I don't I don't think the Raptors can be can be beat again. But he's he's a little inconsistent too. We know what we're gonna get from Kawhi. Yeah, they're just too deep. Yeah. No, I I totally agree with you there. I think Kawhi Kawhi makes a world of difference there. I think he could take over this series and mm-hmm. similar, like you said, similar to the Nets series. I think the Magic get one more at home. I think mm-hmm. they find a way just to like dig deep and will themselves to make it happen. But yeah, Raptors and six, I, I just too much talent, too much yeah. talent for Toronto and they kind of need it. I mean, they gave up DeMar. They did all these things. They went after Kawhi for one year, like with right. the promise of like making a run. So this is a series they have to win. For sure. For they can't, sure. they can't drop this one. I mean, do you think, uh, with that being said, do you think uh, Kawhi stays there? you think he's gone? you think that what happens in the playoffs will change that or his mind's already set? How are you feeling? I think his mind might be already set. Uh, I see him as an L.A. Clipper next year, like like everyone else. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Just after kind of the way he approached it this offseason, unless, I don't know, he's not a big talker. Maybe he really loves it in Toronto, and I just don't know it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he could definitely uh, kind of have be the face of a franchise and and still not have to deal with you know the the publicity and and being so marqueed as you would in L.A. or New York or places like that. Big right. media. So it seems like he's the type of guy who may want to lay low. And who knows? Maybe we thought Paul George was going to go to L.A. too. That's true. And so that it's always in the back of my mind. But yeah, from from what I'm hearing and seeing, it seems like probably the Clippers. And I wouldn't blame him because we'll get into get into that series yeah. soon. But oh yeah, uh, that's a good destination for a lot of people. Yeah, good coach, uh, scrappy bunch. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
not the worst place to go. Probably the better LA team to go to. I would say so at this point. Yeah, I would. I would take it. I mean, no diss to LeBron or anything like that. I mean, he's he's LeBron, so right. But you know, better fit. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, these two series. I don't know. The the first round of the Eastern Conference is just kind of boring to me. Like Celtics Pacers. Celtics are currently up two zero. Yeah. Um, one of the questions that I was kind of thinking about, just because, like, I Boston, I've been waiting for them to show up all season. Like, all lead, in the build up to the season, it was all about how this was, they were going to run the East now. This was their thing. They were going to challenge the Warriors in the finals. And it's just, it's been a rocky, uh, it's been rocky. Yeah. Um, so, my question is if the Pacers had Oladipo, who mm. would you have? Man. I'll tell you what, if the Pacers had Oladipo, it would be an even more competitive series in my mind. But right. I think – and so are we saying in this scenario that the Celtics still don't have Marcus Smart? Because I think uh, that's an underrated loss. I'll say – okay, we'll, we'll say the Celtics don't have Marcus Smart and the Pacers do, do have Victor Oladipo. Okay. Yeah, that's an interesting scenario. I think, honestly, and it goes back to – having that playoff and championship experience and the difference in coaching um, right. as well. But I think I would probably still take the Celtics. We kind of saw in this past game, you know, that that whole debate all year, right. was, Oh, the Celtics better with or without Kyrie. And then we saw exactly kind of what I was feeling all season, which is like, yeah, maybe in the regular season, it may seem like they're better because, some of these other players who had bigger roles when he and Gordon Hayward were hurt, kind of they they're getting more ball, more usage, and they're they're feeling good about it and they have their roles and now everybody's healthy, it's undefined. So it could be some some mix up and some confusion and uh and some dysfunction there. But when he in the playoffs, when it breaks down, when you need a clutch bucket, when you need that fourth quarter, I mean just look at how he helped take that game over and they stormed back. And that's still with no Marcus Smart. I know Depot makes a difference, but I just think the Kyrie factor, that championship pedigree, the ability to just take a game over and uh, and take a quarter over at any point um, would have gone would have been the difference maker. And maybe it would have pushed him to seven with Depot, but I, I think the Celtics still would have would have come out on top. Man, I was hoping that I would disagree with you, but no, <laughs> I agree. I, we got to find a disagreement, man. We'll find a we disagreement somewhere. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there, I hope. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I mean, it's there's, the Celtics just have too much talent and too much promise for me to yeah. think that they could lose a series like this, even with Depot. Because they have, they have Kyrie, Tatum's so promising. Jalen Brown is so promising. They have Horford, who's super underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, Gordon Hayward. They have all these scrappy bench guys. Scary Terry. Yeah. I mean, who and, can start on a lot of uh, other teams. Right, yeah, they have guard. all these yeah. guys who would be, like, probably starting on a majority of teams here in the league. So, mm-hmm. it's – yeah, I I mean, they, I think they're going to win this series in five, this one current. And I think if they had – if the Pacers had Depot, seven, I think – because the Pacers are scrappy, and I think they get a couple games just off of, like, being grittier than the Celtics. Right, and but, they, they play good defense, so they're always kind of in it. Exactly, exactly. I think they'd, they'd probably win a game they shouldn't win, and then they'd get to, like, legitimately, and it, that's how they'd push it to seven. And then 
Kyrie would do Kyrie things and mm-hmm. Celtics would find a way to get out of it, especially since they have home court. Right. Yeah, man. All right. Can't, can't really add much to that. No, nah, yeah. I mean, do, we, do you want to move on to Bucks Pistons? I mean, <laughs> you want you want to talk about boring? Okay, I guess Let, let's get all the agreements out of the way then. I guess. Yeah, right? let's just no get it out of the way. Yeah, no. I uh, I texted you the other day and was like, "Hey, can you like? It's hard for me to make the Pistons Bucks sound exciting. Yep. Yep. I mean, they were winning by one <laughs> at halftime last night, right? The other night they were. They were. Yeah, that's and as then, close as they're going to get. <laughs> that's it. That's it. They got a little taste. And then I, I, this is was my impression of, of the, the halftime speech. The coach is just like, really? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, we got you. And then they go out in the second half, and then they do what they're supposed to do. And this is what's so impressive to me is how Giannis has carried this team and how well coached they are despite all the injuries. I mean, you're just right. getting – like Brogdon's still out, right? Like he hasn't mm-hmm. been playing and they just got Meritage back just a few minutes here and there. Um, so to be able to just have all these pieces move in and out, develop guys like Connaughton, Pat Connaughton, and uh, I want to say Sterling Brown, um, mm-hmm. to just have their roles increase and just and fill in. And it's like they're not skipping a beat. I mean, they all these guys towards the end of the regular season that they were missing, still the best record not just in the east but the whole league and we're blowing team well digits uh most games so it's impressive man it's uh the big question for me will be the next round because right they've they met the celtics last year too and uh right. you know Giannis, i think he might make that next step to take him over but it's it's tough that's a tough matchup no it really is and uh kind of like you said it's just Giannis is just so incredibly dominant. The Pistons can't match that at all. Like, I'm honestly yeah. at this point, I'm convinced they could trot out like him, Bledsoe, Middleton, and then the two of us, and we'd probably yep. find a way to beat the Pistons. Yep. And my strategy would just be get the ball to Giannis and get out of his way. Yep. I mean, he'd pick me up defensively. I mean, he's yeah. such a freak, like, just like blocking everything. And I don't know. I just try to like throw the ball up ahead and let him go run and get it offensively and just let him dunk it. Like he dunked that one from the foul line, foul line the other night, which was insane. Yeah, after it only took him what, like one full stride yeah, to exactly. get down court. <laughs> he's such a freak, dude. He lives it's, up to his name for sure. Yeah, he really does. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, he's he's so dominant. I'm I'm really I haven't watched much of this series, but I'm really excited to watch him in the next round assuming they get the Celtics. Cuz mm-hmm. I think that that'll be much more competitive. So Yeah, for sure. And I, I, it's a shame, too, because if I think the Pistons won, they still wouldn't win, but it, that would have been more competitive if Blake had been healthy. Exactly. Because um, that is, like, the only thing is, you know, Brooke Lopez, great great from three this year, um, mm-hmm. could help spread the floor, unclog the lane. He's a good shot blocker, but um, they can be had by dominant big men a little bit. Right. Um, so that combo of Drummond and, and Griffin, I thought could have, you know, helped them steal a game or two. But now it's just I, I'm smelling sweet. Yeah, no, it's I'd be I'd be surprised if the Pistons got one. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So do you want to stay here in the east and finish mapping this out? Or do you want to jump to the west and kind of just go first round, second round? And then, well, yeah, I think there. we did we miss somebody in the east. I thought we were good. No, we're good. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So we're so we're ready for the West now, right? Or do, you were trying to go through the whole like to see who comes out of the East? 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you want to come back to that, or do you want to do West first? Um. Yeah, we can we can we can stick in the East and and go since we were talking about them anyway. So you want right. to go? Yeah. Go ahead. All right. So let's. So we both have Sixers Raptors, right? Right. We we agreed across the board in these. So Sixers Raptors round two. Um. This is a tough one for me. This is tough yeah. because it for me it all comes down to the Sixers maturity or lack thereof Uh because and the health of Embiid exactly because on paper I I want to pick the Sixers Mm -hmm. and talent wise it's the Sixers right Mm, I I think I have to pick I'll 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 have faith I'll say they find a way to get through this in seven yeah talent um Jimmy Butler some way somehow makes the difference in this series Okay, I could yeah. see that. I could Just like that. a gritty veteran kind of gets him a game. Clutch bucket, something like that. Yep. Okay, I like that. So we got our first disagreement, but there it slight, is. But slight. So it was progress. It's progress for, for the sake of the, the listeners. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, man, so I, I could see it obviously going seven as well. And I agree with you on, on for all the same reasons, right? The, the maturity, the inconsistency, and, and the health. But I would take if the Raptors in seven because I think having home court advantage is going to be uh, a huge factor. It's true. Um, going to play in Toronto is a different beast. And um, the fact that they do have an NBA Finals MVP in Kawhi Leonard when all said and done and when the game has to break down and, and you need that bucket – you need that stop. He could do it on both ends. And the one thing I like about how they match up with them is even if Embiid is healthy, when you could put out Marcus Saul and have a guy like Serge Ibaka coming off the bench and you got Siakam at the four, all these guys, they're so long and athletic and good defenders. And the Sixers are too. They got a ridiculous amount of size and length, but majority of that, and majority of their talent is in their starting five. Right. And I think once the game kind of gets, you know, God forbid anybody gets in foul trouble, any one of their big stars, I think the Raptors have too much depth and will at all times have the best player on the court with Kawhi Leonard. I think that's that's the difference for me. So I would Ooh. take the Raptors in that one. Oh, so you're taking – you're taking Leonard over. Well, I guess Embiid's not healthy. So I, that's I the that's the thing. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, that's and, a fair and, point. And I would take so Embiid had a better regular season, but the playoffs are a different beast. And right. and Kawhi's proven here. That's so true. not everybody can do it in the you know when you get the next levels of the playoffs in the same way. Um, so it'll be interesting, and you never have to worry about any antics or flagrant fouls or technicals really with Kawhi. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, yeah, but trust me, I love Embiid. I think he's, you know, one of the faces of this league, and he's one of the best players we got. But just to, just another team that uh, you you would think should be in the, in the championship game and coming right. out of the East, but just not deep enough and, and just seems like it just needs a little bit more stability. I agree. I agree. Don't disagree with you there. I'll stick with them. So, yeah. but so you're saying I wouldn't be surprised. No, yeah, I, I, 
I wouldn't be surprised either way here, honestly. Like this, yeah. This is very even. So if you have the Sixers losing, do you think Brett Brown gets fired then? Man, that's tough because I don't yeah. think it's deserving, but no. it's you know we see it far too often. The coaches right. that that aren't deserved. One thing I will say though is there's something to be said about some of the beefs in the locker room, whether they're true or not, you never know how much you can trust with what is leaked out in, in the media and some of these stories that come out. Right. Right. But between that, the cell phone incident, you know, the handling of the press conference, all these other things at the end of the day, isn't, it kind of is the coach's responsibility to make sure like stuff like this doesn't, doesn't happen with your players. Right. So right. I feel like I, I kind of give them slack for that for maybe not, you know, establishing a certain culture where these guys know, like th- none of this would fly with the Spurs. Like the, none of pops guys would say anything like this. Right. You know what I mean, right. so I don't know. I think maybe for that reason, but I would give him the credit you just think about everything he went through with that process to still, you know, keep guys engaged to keep, you know, developing uh, his, his team throughout that. And that that's, that's tough for any coach to go through once that was set in motion. So I think he, he deserves uh, a coaching job if, if not sticking with them, but elsewhere. Right. Cause, Cause he's done well when he's had everybody on the floor. No. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know, man. It's uh uh that Philly fan base i i think the patience will will run out i think if they lose this series to the raptors he's done yeah i, I don't i don't well, Philly fans let you know how they feel they don't yeah they don't exactly. pull any punches no and it's uh I don't, i'm not going to say it's justified or anything like that i just yeah i just would see it happening especially with the success that like um Toronto's first year head coach is having and the bucks mm-hmm. new first year head coach maybe philly thinks Hey, we get rid of this guy, get like a new innovative face in there. Yeah. And all of a sudden we really take off and hit like our full potential. Cause the Sixers, as great as they've been in flashes, they haven't like sustained it yet for like they haven't yeah. sustained it enough that I'm willing to like confidently pick them and say, No, they will beat the Raptors. They will go to the conference finals. Like I'm not even there. Right. But when you look at their roster, we should we should be exactly. able to say certain things like that with confidence. So the fact that we can't, it's kind of a sign. Right, right. Yeah. All right, so do you want to move over to the uh, Bucks celtics Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, this is another tough one for me. I'll let you go first since I, okay. I went first in the last one. Yeah, yeah. So, man, for this one, do you know, I have to double check, do you know how long Marcus Smart is out for? I ooh, that's a good question. I have to double I'm not check sure. on that. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, but that makes um, a difference. That does because you talk about like that gritty defensive guy who can get you know a shot every now and then, get people involved, but he's just active hands and and that defender that could be uh, a big difference maker. But kind of yeah, guy is I mean, the thorn in someone's side. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think. This is a series that will go go seven, maybe six, but I'm I'm taking the Bucks still. I just think this is Giannis's year to to continue taking that next step. He's already done it during the regular season. He's my MVP in my book. I know it's a close call, but I would give him the edge just because of his defensive numbers as well, um, and his team being best record overall. That always helps. 
But um, yeah, man, I think that he's just going to be too much for the Celtics. Um, you know, Brooke Lopez. There's nobody who can who can d him on the Celtics. Right. I don't think. And then if you got Brooke Lopez pulling Horford away from the basket, opening up lanes, and um, you know Middleton is an All Star. I think he's very underrated. And Bledsoe's been been balling out recently. And right. the one thing Kyrie isn't isn't good at really is is uh, on the defensive end. And he can't be when he really wants to be, but uh, you don't see it too consistently. So I just think there's too many mismatches, and the the fact that they lost to them last year. Giannis continuing to make his steps and the addition of Budenholzer, who is a great NBA head coach um, mm-hmm. and has really changed their, you know, their defensive mindset and, and everything. I think that's going to be the difference that they'll too, too much, uh, too much drama and too much, uh, you know, inconsistency with the Celtics right. as well. I, I, I'd like the Bucks in six or seven. No, I, uh, I agree with you 100%. That's, I couldn't have said it better. I think uh, I think Giannis really kind of takes over this series. And guys like Bledsoe and Middleton, mm-hmm. they give this, those kind of guys give the Celtics problems. I, I don't know why, but those kinds of those yeah. types of players are always the ones like when you see a guy go up against the Celtics is a guy like Bledsoe. Yep. Like just someone who's like super gritty, can get his shot and just like can go at Kyrie for four quarters. And yeah. that's that just doesn't it's just not a good matchup for a team that has had so much drama because the right. bucks are super hungry and they're going to come into there with a hundred percent intensity well rested uh hope probably help healthier healthier than they are right now right and you i just, hope so yeah you would think and Giannis, Giannis is just going to own this series and i agree with you six or seven and i think that last game's bad like i think this is where the celtics blow up like big time is like that last game. I think they get like smoked in that last game. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah. Like Giannis comes out and like bucks get up big early in the hole. The wheels just completely fall off. Mm-hmm. Would not at all be surprised if that's how this thing ended for the Celtics. Yeah. I mean, the bucks have been doing that to a lot of teams all year. Right. Even, even the top ones. So right. Just I can see that the breaks sure. off of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have then, Bucks Raptors in the conference final. Yeah, and you have Bucks, what? Bucks Sixers. Bucks Sixers. Okay. All right. All right. I. Uh, yeah. Again, Sixers. More <laughs> talented on paper. Right. But the Bucks, man, I, I can't pick against them. This again, this just doesn't. This matchup doesn't bode well. I think for Philly. I think. Uh, Simmons would will struggle with Giannis. I think Giannis is going to go after him this entire series. And if Embiid's not a hundred percent, it's I don't think Philly can pull this off. Yeah, me neither. I think the Bucks can just kind of stretch him out, do their thing. Uh, defensively, they're gonna they're gonna keep Philly in check. I think, especially if Philly doesn't shoot the ball well. Like I think. Ben Simmons not being able to shoot, this is where it's really going to kind of bite Philly. It's going to be in this round. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll go Bucks in six if this if that's the matchup. I'll go Bucks in six. Okay. Giannis's yeah. year. Yeah, it's, it's sure feeling like that, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And until someone proves me otherwise, I can't pick against him. 
Yeah. At least in yeah, these. It's, it's good logic. It's good logic. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I guess if I have Bucks Raptors in my scenario, hmm. It's another tough one for me because now you got you got Giannis on one side, but you got Kawhi on the other. Possibly the best matchup for Giannis, maybe. Right. Like the guy who could probably best guard Giannis is probably Kawhi Leonard. Right. I would I would have to agree with that. I'm trying to think of, of the others. Yeah. I mean, you think of a guy Kevin Durant's too too skinny. I, I yeah. So he'll he'll just get bodied by him. But right. not that many people. I admit, I would say Paul George. I would maybe take Paul George okay. ahead of ahead of right. Kawhi right now. Um, although Kawhi used to be that guy, um, and he still is. But I think Paul George just crept up a little bit past him as a defensive two two way guy. Um, but yeah, I I'm I'm with you, man. I gotta go. This one I think would go seven, but I I think when you break it down. The Lowry Bledsoe matchup to me is going to be the difference maker right. because we know what we're going to get with Giannis. We know we're mm-hmm. going to get with Kawhi. Um, you know, Siakam and Gasol—they're going to be tough matchups. Lopez, hopefully, he'll hit some threes. Middleton, you know, Danny Green—he's got—he's got that championship pedigree. He's a That's good true. guy, so he could potentially cause some trouble for Middleton. But I think Middleton's a little too good, right? Um, but yeah, so I think I, I'd have to give the slight edge to Milwaukee. Home court advantage um, should have the best player on the court, and yeah, I just I'm with you. I just think this is their year, and I, and I think Lowry is gonna be he's gonna be the difference maker in every seat every series, oh. <laughs> whether for good or bad reasons. Yeah, <laughs> he's either gonna be the reason the Raptors continue to advance, or he's gonna be the reason they're out. And I just think. Uh, I'd rather have Bledsoe over Lowry right now, um, and and I think that's that's the difference for me. So I, I got the I got the Bucks coming out of the East. All right, so we're in agreement there then. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. I think I think there might be a little more disagreement on the West side. So I, I think so too. And, yeah, because uh, there's actually, more parity there. No, absolutely. All right, so we're moving out west. I. I think we're definitely going to have some more disagreement here. Yeah. This is this is a little bit more. I can agree a, about that. <laughs> a little bit more of a toss-up than the uh, East, I think. Yeah. Especially in the first round. I mean, like, East first round, I think, is pretty uh, pretty crystal clear at this point. I would say so. Yeah, unless the Nets or the Magic really surprise, want, surprise us. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Second West, round is where we'll start seeing some – some uh, parody there in the East, but yeah, it seems like it's a done deal for now. Right. And I think I'm sensing, I'm sensing we're going to have some more discussions here about the West. We'll maybe be in disagreement a little bit more. We'll see. Yeah, man. All right. So let's start. All right. Let's start with the defending champs who, uh, some way somehow blew a 31 point lead <laughs> to the gritty. No, can't name many guys on their team. Clippers. That's right. Scrappy bunch coached by a great coach. Um, and, yeah, like we said earlier, if you had to go to L.A. and play for one of the L.A. basketball teams, they're, they're probably the one you're picking right now. I would. Yeah, I would too. I mean, so right now, series tied 1-1. Um, Patrick Beverly's gotten under Durant's skin a little bit, even though Durant's playing it off and saying he's cool. 
I don't buy that. I think Beverly is really uh, messing with him. And DeMarcus Cousins is out now. Tough injury yeah. for the yeah. Warriors. Um, so, are you smelling an upset? Do you think the Clippers can pull this off? No, I don't think they win another game. We <laughs> <laughs> just cut out the suspense right there. Hey, I, I'm I'm with you. I I love the Clippers' future. I think they're building something real special there, top down, um, and they should be one of the best destinations um, for for free agent. I think last game was an anomaly. You got to give Clippers credit, right? They played right. their butts off. They they never gave up. Um, props to the coaching and props to you know Lou Will, man, the ageless Lou Will. Yeah, man. He, he can ball. He, he can, can ball. Pockets. That I, for me, it's got to be at least in recent history the best six man that I I've seen in a long time. Right. Um, but yeah. So, but for, so the thing to me is, the Warriors, they just seem like they don't care enough <laughs> sometimes. Right. <laughs> like I think that's the reason why they blew that lead. Like when when they're really playing and playing for something and taking a game seriously. I don't think there are many teams in the league that can beat them. Um, and I think this is another situation where the Clippers got a very bright future. They got things set up for this off season, but, and, and it was a huge credit to them that they even made the playoffs right. after it looked like they were selling the house and trading everything away. So props to them. But I think, I think the Warriors in five, I think they win the rest of them. If you look at it, like even that game that they blew that lead when they were when they were playing for real and playing hard and executing and playing defense, like it wasn't even close. Right. It wasn't even close. And I think people are gonna overestimate the loss of Boogie. I think it's big. Yep. Um, because you know, when you got the half court situations and and another guy who can hit it from outside, so you gotta respect. And, uh, you know, you can stress big men away. Like, that's huge. But I think it would have been a bigger blow if they didn't sign Bogut. The fact that they got Bogut, be that anchor down low, help defensively, be a better defender than Boogie was. Mm -hmm. And you keep in mind, I mean, their best starting lineup or their best five on the floor was when Iguodala was in and not Boogie. And their net rating was like 27 or something like that. Um compared to to when uh, Boogie was on the on the floor with them. So they they've been here before. They still got Steph, Clay and KD um and a great system and a great coach. So I just see them, you know, that was enough of a wake up call for me. You know, they they're going to blow past them the rest of the way, I think. No, I uh I don't disagree with you there. I wouldn't I think this next game could get really ugly. I think uh Yeah. And I, I think Durant goes off tonight. No, yeah, I think so too. I, I think they're going to be tired of hearing about all the stuff, and they kind of went to cruise control game too, which we've seen them do time and time again. They're gonna be like, okay, we're here to play now, and just, ugh. I wouldn't be surprised at all if this is like a thirty-point win for the Warriors. Yep. In game three, um, and I agree with you. I see this ending in five. I mean, and like you said, like, obviously, when you're losing a player of Demarcus Cousins' caliber. It's going to hurt. I mean, mm-hmm. they have Jordan Bell. They have Looney. They have Bogut. And then they have mm-hmm. Draymond Green, who can play that yeah. role, and then Iguodala can come onto the floor, and that's when they're at their best. Yeah. And, I mean, 
you talk about like Cousins scoring wise, fine. More shots for KD, Clay, Steph, and it they've won it before without Cousins. Exactly. I I don't think they need him to to get past the Clippers. I, I just don't think that's going to be an issue in this series. Um, we'll right. see moving forward. I still their system, their coach. There's there's too much. They're too good. Yeah, man. Shout out to the Clippers. Though. I mean, they they Absolutely. built themselves to a win in that game too. That was awesome. I wish I lived on the West Coast during that game because I was very much into my uh, REM sleep cycle when they uh, <laughs> that game. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough with some of these late games. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, and and shout out to to Steve Ballmer, man, for for making sure that uh. The, and for coming out and just saying, hey, we want to make the playoffs. Because right. a, a lot of people in their situation after those trades and stuff, they've been like, okay, let's – and knowing that they would lose uh, one of their picks and by making the playoffs, but also realizing the importance of establishing a certain culture within the right. organization, that winning mentality, and truly developing the people that are on your team. You know, I got to gotta give them credit, man. They, they got a bright future. But uh, it's uh, – not not just yet. <laughs> no, not yet. But I agree yep. with you. I think people underrate playoff experience. I yeah, it's invaluable. Being, being there is really going to help them and having that experience. I mean, like, some of these guys, man, like, these young guys are going to be able to, like, talk about, like, yeah, we, like, took we like took it to the champs because they did. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. took it to the champs. They owned them for a half, absolutely owned them and stole a game. Yeah. That was awesome. And that's something they can build on. But, yeah, they – they deserve a ton of credit for being where they are. Um, I mean, they traded their best player. They got yeah. rid of him. Yeah. And they're still here. Everyone said they were going to be out. LeBron was going to come up and jump them. The Kings were going to mm-hmm. finish in front of them. Whoever. Mm-hmm. Here they and are. they just kept winning. They just keep on winning. And Doc Rivers, he I don't know if he'll get coach of the year. This win might help him. But – yeah. I, he gets my vote. He 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 deserves votes. He definitely. Uh, I mean, this is this is a scrappy group, and they play hard. Yeah. But yeah, it's unfortunately maybe a tough draw for them. Maybe if they would have got a different seating, uh, I'd favor them a little bit more. But the Warriors yeah. not. It's it, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, Warriors are always a tough draw. But I'll tell you, the fact that they had the Warriors and even won a single game is huge for them and huge for anybody who may want to come over. That's I think that was eye-opening. You think Kawhi noticed? I think he noticed. <laughs> I definitely think he noticed. <laughs> uh, Uncle Steve or whatever that guy's name is, I'm sure he noticed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, so want to move on to the Rockets and the Utah Jazz. Sure. I bet you Kawhi even did his awkward signature laugh when they blew that 31-point lead, too. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, Rockets and Jazz, my bad. No, you're, you're good. Uh, so, Rockets are up 2-0. Uh, I mean, it is the Jazz, man. If there was a team where you would pick them to come back from behind 2-0, you'd think it would be the team that shares your name, right? You would think so, especially not only do they share my name, but – and you may not know this, but the streets, I'm known as the comeback kid. Oh. You know, I, I'm known for the comeback, <laughs> whether it's whether it's in sports or video games. You know, you can never count your boy out. 
but uh, but in all seriousness, um, I don't think they're going to be able to come back in this one. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, despite having the name, I liked their match. I liked them on paper to match up with I them a little bit better. Too. But then I saw them play and and it's first off, what kind of defense are you playing on James Harden? This this is blowing my mind. I don't get that whatsoever. This they're basically giving him a fast break in a half court situation every time they just stand on his left side and just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Do what you will. Because I, it's like I, Yeah, man, I don't get it. It's like either he's gonna it's one of the best finishers in the league. So he's either gonna make it, get an and one, or draw a foul. Wow. He's, Which he's or to get at. Exactly, because you know the rest are, are ready to call blow the whistle for him. Right. And then or if not, what he does most of the time in, in these this playoffs so far is gonna find the wide open guy in the corner kicking it out because you got to collapse and help after he blows by a defender. Right. Um, it's, yeah, I'm not, I'm not understanding that. They need to make some type of defensive uh, uh, strategy adjustment, I think, if they want to be competitive in this. But I see them getting a home game just because it's tough to play in Utah. Yeah. Uh, they'll still one at home. But I, I, I think the Rockets in five. I think yeah. they're too talented. No, yeah. It's – I – like you, like I, I looked at this matchup and I'm like, the Rockets could be in trouble here. Like that loss to Oklahoma City in the final week of the regular season could really mess them up because yeah. I thought the Jazz would push them to seven. They'd be tired going to play the Warriors and it would just kind of mess up the whole thing. But man, just defensively, like you said, Harden's just kind of running wild all over them. And they have yeah. all these shooters. They're not scared to shoot the rock. So if they right. Harden, they're going to shoot. They're going to make a lot. It's it's just not working. They need to figure it out. I thought with Gobert and Mitchell and the shooters they have, I I thought the Jazz would really push him more. But yeah, well, it, Mitchell hasn't shown up the way that we expected him to right, yet. Right. I think he has a big game, one of these games at home, and they still won. But but I think it'll be a little too late. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think I'm gonna I'll say four or five. I think. Mitchell maybe get some game four. Yeah. Which would be weird because at that point, like, if you're down 3-0, you're probably not going to win the series. Why extend right. it? But uh, I think he gets him one. I think they get game four. But then Rockets in five. And we'll get the Houston-Golden State matchup that deep down we all want. Hopefully Chris right. stays healthy. Yeah. Of this series. Like, the other night, I, like, watched a little bit of it last night. That, that's when they played, right? Last night? Yeah. Yeah, like I watched a little bit of it, and like Chris Ball's going after a loose ball, like bumps into someone and falls over, and I thought he got up and hobbled, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> like, no one wants this. I want both these teams at full strength. If I know. No excuses, right? Right. I don't right. want to hear like, a single I, what if. No, I want to see them, the best they've got, go head-to-head, and let's see what happens. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's the Jazz, man. I – I, I really thought they could push him, but it's it's looking rough. I did too. Yep. The writing's on the wall, it seems, though. And yeah. give the Rockets credit, man. It's just ever since All-Star, been nearly unbeatable. And it's uh, interesting to see, you know, them at full strength now. And uh, some of these other, you know, what they've done throughout the year to try and rebuild their bench a little bit after losing Ariza and, and Bob Mute, I think. 
you know, uh, they've made some nice pickups. Fareed, um, who was holding them down double-double every game while Capella was out. And, Austin and, Rivers. Uh, yeah, Austin yeah. Rivers. Yep. Um, even even Shumpert, right. uh, another guy who has playoff and, and uh, championship experience, who, um, you know, kind of do that 3 and D role, got mm-hmm. some length and stuff. So, yeah. That's uh that's gonna be we all want to see that in the conference finals. Unfortunately, we got to see it second round, but that matchup's gonna be fun. That is gonna be fun, and yeah, I mean, that's like I want to. My vote goes to if I had an MVP po- vote, I'm voting for Giannis. Yeah, because Giannis is I think the best complete player in the league, and what he means to Milwaukee is just like you can't really put it into words. Right, but. I mean, what Harden was able to do, because, I mean, the Rockets were 14th in the West at one – or, yeah, 14th in the West at one point. Yeah, man. He put them on his back. I mean, they come storming back, rebuild during the season. I mean, he carried them for a while. Like, his scoring was what was keeping them in games and getting them certain games. Like, you look at that one game where they beat the Warriors at Oracle, where he made, like, that crazy shot. They're not at full strength there. Yeah, he gets yeah. to play at Golden State. It's just like games like that where it's like, man, maybe he is the MVP, but yeah. I don't know. Giannis is also more likable, in my opinion. I don't know. I I, I always like, wonder why. Like, what is it? Just because of James Harden's style of play that people maybe, get annoyed with? Maybe, is that what it is? Is it the? I think it might be the fouls too. I think Harden gets a lot of fouls called. Yeah, the fouls and like the the throwing the head back. Right. Kind of, you know, to draw the fouls, right? And I'm sure some people are are sick of the the ISO ball that that he yeah. did most of the season. But to his to his credit, I mean, who else was there? Was no other help at that point when he was on that stretch run? No, um, like Austin Rivers. He had to do it. Nights was the number two guy, and it's like wow, right? Yeah, it's like so. How can you be mad at the guy? Like he's literally doing everything he can for the team to still be competitive and win. And uh, you're kind of like holding it against him as a fault. So I don't know. I don't have any beef with him, but I, I could see how certain aspects of his playing style could frustrate people. But he's definitely uh, top. I mean, there's a reason why he's in the MVP discussion. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Do you think? All right. So I I listen to a lot of PTI. I don't I don't know if you're a big ESPN guy. I am. I am. All right. So I listen to a lot of part in the interruption. Mike Wilbon always says that Chris Paul is the most important player on the Rockets. Your him, boy. It's <laughs> you know, they're always like, oh, so and so, your boy. Yeah. No, yeah. They uh Wilbon's all about Chris Paul. I I I don't know. Like watching the way Harden's kind of taken this team on his back throughout the season. As great as Chris Paul is and like as much as it affected them last year and he went out, I think Harden has to be their most important player overall. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's that that argument from Wilbon always kind of frustrates me. So I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, Chris Paul's good. Like, he means a lot. He does a lot of, like, the gritty things for him. But, like, when Harden's going out and scoring 40, like, it's hard for me to make the argument that he's not their most important player on the floor at any given time. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. I guess it's a tough combo because I – and I'm not remembering that exact episode, but I guess maybe it's the type of thing where we know what we're going to get from Harden on a nightly basis. Right. But if Chris Paul is healthy and at uh, Chris Paul level, right. maybe maybe that's the key to the Rockets coming out of the West type thing. You know what I mean? Because I could see that. 
because Chris Paul is still one of the better point guards in the league, and or I think his defensive ability doesn't get spoken about enough. Right. Um, and I think that could be a big difference, you know, with his ability to obviously make plays for others and, and hit open shots. Um, you can never have enough open shooters like that. So, but yeah, I mean, you can't discount what Harden has meant to that team. No, no, absolutely. Um, all right. Want to move on? I mean, we'll, we'll probably get back into the Rockets and Warriors here in a little bit. Um, yeah. Want to do Nuggets Spurs? Let's do it. All right. Ooh, they're, so, they're playing right now, too. First quarter just ended. Who's up? 31-22 Spurs. That's great news for me because I have them winning this series. Me, too. Um, oh, I thought we had more parity here. No, I thought we would, too. Oh, man. <laughs> great minds, man. Great minds. Yeah, you're a, you're a Broncos fan. So, I'm like, man, he'll have a, some sort of, like, weird allegiance to the Nuggets or something. No, you're going- <laughs> You're going Spurs? <laughs> I'm going Spurs. Yeah, all my fandom teams are – they're for reasons other than the home team. The Mets are sadly the only – because of being born and raised in New York, right. the only New York team that I'm I'm a fan of, sadly. But um, – because they put me through a lot of heartbreak. But <laughs> I was always the guy who, whenever I first started following a sport, uh, whatever uh, players and teams that I truly enjoyed watching, I, w- I would pick one when I first understood the sport truly. Mm-hmm. I'd pick one and I'd just stick with them. So, um, yeah, yeah. So Broncos for me, it was like Elway, McCaffrey, Rod Smith, Terrell Davis, all them boys back in the day. When I first really started getting into football. So not necessarily a Denver allegiance. And I try to be unbiased as much as possible um, when it comes to these things. But yeah, man, I'm with the Spurs too. But I'm interested to hear your reasons why. Hopefully we'll have different reasons or at least different points we can bring. No, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, the number one overarching advantage the Spurs have is Popovich. Right. You can't, That's a big key for me. About the Spurs and not talk about him. He's been here before. He always seems to find a way. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter who's on the roster for them. Like they lost their point guard to start the season. They have like Bryn Forbes out there running point, who I vaguely remember playing at Michigan State. And mm-hmm. it's like, how are they getting this done? They they play, they're super disciplined, they trust their system, mm-hmm. good team chemistry, I, and they've been there, and Pop yeah. has been there, and they just, like, I like the veterans in, like, Aldridge, and I think DeRozan's gotten more hate than he probably should, I think, yeah. Spurs, I think Spurs fans haven't appreciated him enough, I think we have also underrated Aldridge's performance this season, I, yeah. I just think they find a way, Denver... Like, Denver has Jokic, obviously. Murray played really great um, in game two. He had that 21-point. Took over that second half, yeah. To take to give them that win. But they were down They were down big in that game, too. So, mm-hmm. I just think the Nuggets just – they just don't have the experience that the Spurs have. And I think, I think in this series it makes a difference. I think the Spurs – I need to have an upset somewhere. And I think yeah. this is where it happens. I like the Spurs seven and the experience makes the difference. Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest thing for me that was going to help the Nuggets was that home court advantage in that mile high atmosphere and right. the Spurs almost took both of them and probably right. should have taken both of them <laughs> Not phased. on the road. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't phase them one bit. So I'm with you. I think pop is the key. 
you know, DeRozan has playoff experience. Um, not a lot of these Nuggets do, and so does Aldridge. And, and uh, yeah, I've always been a fan of Aldridge, but he also is so frustrating because he is another guy that seems to just disappear from time right. to time. Or I don't know if it's like a a, a mental weakness or, or, what, or whatever it is, or a mindset. But it seems like certain matchups and certain defenders can got to get under his skin, get get him out of his game. Um, but but yeah, I wish he would he would show like All Star Aldridge, that double double guy every night, like more consistently, because he he I mean his size and skill set, he's a mismatch for so many people. But I mean yeah, I'm with you though. I, I like the Spurs, and it's mainly based on the experience, and and Pop at at the helm, and don't sleep on Derek White either. Um, cause he's, man, just props to their development of all their guys that they get late in the draft and right. undrafted and it's incredible, but Derek White, uh, he's shown some flashes, he's good athletic and, he, and he's can make some nice defensive plays as well as scoring. So yeah, I, I like them. I like them in, let's say, let's say, I'll, uh, I'll say six, I'll say six. Right. Cause I, I think Denver gets another home win again. No, absolutely. I yeah. I might feel differently about this because I mean, like the Spurs obviously aren't star studded. Like they don't right. have like that Tim Duncan or David Robinson, right? Anybody like that who they're like really leaning on as heavily. But like right. the Nuggets after Jokic and then Murray's, I don't know. He's like he shows flashes of brilliance, and there's other times where he's just like not locked in. And but then yeah. after that, like. He's still pretty young. No, he, he is. He's very young. I mean, we forget yeah. that because he's like one of those Kentucky kids who came out after their freshman year, and they feel right. like they've been around forever. And it's like, oh, cool. He's exactly. Yeah. Like, yep. Yep. <laughs> he's my age. It's all good. But uh, right after that, they're like, I don't know who the third best player on their team is really like Gary Harris, maybe. But yeah, it's tough because they have a lot of guys who seem like they're equal talent right it's it's like not not one that's superstar ahead of the other one i would say maybe paul Millsap, the third the third best guy yeah um but he's been kind of inconsistent lately too um not sure if it's just like age or health or or whatever it is but the the nuggets are definitely deep they have a very deep roster but yeah when when the crunch time comes and you really, in the playoffs, everything slows down. I think the fact that they don't have more of those guys to just take over a game, I think that's the difference against a, a well-coached and, and experienced team like like the Spurs. Right. No, I can't disagree with you there. Amen. All right. So we can move on to the Portland Trailblazers and Oklahoma City Thunder, which has been – a surprising series for me so far. The Blazers are up two nothing, uh, and the Thunder have owned the Blazers. So I'm this really caught me off guard. Like I know Paul George isn't a hundred percent, yeah, but I I thought this would at least be split, or I thought I the- thought it was a seven game series for sure going into it. No, I did too. I didn't realize the severe and who knows the true severity of his of his injury, but it seems like it's more than, than he's making it out to be. Like, he's kind of playing it down or whatever, but he doesn't seem like himself. This isn't the MVP candidate, Paul George, that we saw for a good stretch during the regular season. Right. No, and I mean, they were, like, they were the sexy pick, 
like after the seeding ended up the way it did, they're like, oh, cool. Like the Thunder is going to make it to the conference finals. It's going to be Russ against KD. It's going to be like another like must watch TV kind of thing where they're just going to be battling each other for, I don't know. Like, I, that's not the kind of series I think would go seven, but I thought maybe, like, six. Like, I thought the Thunder could potentially challenge them, but it doesn't yeah. even look like they're going to get out of Portland at this point. It's crazy. And I I liked Portland a lot more when they had a healthy Nurkic. That, that's right. such a – it's such a shame, that injury, man. I wish Especially him the best. A season. Yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully he has a full recovery. But um, they they were, like, a real sneaky pick – um, if if they were fully healthy, because they they got another team with their moves, adding guys to their bench like Hood, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and Cancer, like right. thankfully they added Cancer because he stepped yeah. up. It's a huge um, huge end up being a huge move for them. Yeah, yeah. So going into it, not knowing Paul George's situation and everything, I was with you. I thought that the Thunder uh would come out of that series but after watching the first couple games I'm yeah I gotta go I gotta go with the Blazers I mean it really all it seems like everything changed you remember that clip uh when you saw Russell Westbrook at the waiting at the foul line Lillard was about to shoot and he was talking all that smack like man I've been I've been busting you for years Uh, like for years yeah ever since then Lillard has been on an absolute tear and I love that dude he's one of my one of my favorites. Um, I think he's an excellent point guard. Doesn't get enough credit. Uh, he's but, super good. Yeah, man. He's. It seems like he's taking it personally, and and he's getting the better of this of this uh, head-to-head matchup so far. Um, I, I like the I like the Thunder. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I like the Trailblazers in in six. The Thunder just don't have a, another person to score. And if and if Westbrook can't hit, you know, open jump shots, and and Paul oh. George is in himself. They didn't have anybody after, really, who right. can do ser- significant damage after those two when they were fully healthy and on. So I just think even without Nurkic, it's uh, now that McCollum's healthy and he's been balling. I think it's too much too much firepower right now for them to handle. No, I, I agree with you there. The Thunder just – I mean, Russ isn't shooting the ball well at all. Um, Paul George, not healthy. And – I, like Stephen Adams maybe would be that number three guy, but I think he relies so much on Russ and George to get going. Like they, yeah. So if they're just they're just so out of whack, mm-hmm. I, and Lillard's been so good, McCollum's been so good. They're hot right now, man. I I agree with you. I'm gonna go Blazers and six, but I also wouldn't be surprised if this series is tied two to two. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, all the Blazers have done is is protected their home court. They did what they're supposed to, right? Right, exactly. And I, I so, wouldn't yeah. be surprised if Oklahoma City returned the favor. Like Russ, like took full responsibility for game two. He's like, yeah, that's on me. I wouldn't at all be surprised if he he's just the kind of guy like super gritty, angry. We all know that. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he has willed them to a victory. Like he went out and he's just like, follow my lead. I've got this and gets them a game and starts to turn the series around. But I don't know. The way it looks right now, the Blazers look like they're they're in pretty good control. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see that scenario too, for sure. Um, but I think Russ gets that 
I guess, labeling and, and kind of, uh, you know, being that type of player a lot. But not many people say that about Lillard. And I think he's the same way, honestly. Right. Um, and I think he's taken this series very personally. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets pushed to seven. But I, I think the, uh, the Blazers will still come out on top. All right. So we're in agreement there then. Uh, well, man. We want to uh, stay down. We can do uh, Blazers, Spurs then. We'll save, we'll save Rockets, Warriors. Okay, okay. All right. Blazers, so, Spurs. I – this is tough for me because I don't know. Like I was really like – like going into this when I first like sat down and started thinking about it before the playoffs had started. I was really like OKC, like they're gonna be the team to come out of this. But yeah, <laughs> it, it it looks like the Blazers now. Like I just, like as great as Popovich is, uh, Spurs. I just don't think have the talent to hang with Lillard when he's on. Like I I don't know what the Spurs would do to kind of slow him down. Both yeah. him and McCollum. If McCollum's cooking. And Lillard's got it going. I, I don't see how San Antonio could handle that over a seven-game series. Mm-hmm. I I think the Blazers would come out of that one in six. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny because before the playoffs started going into it, the way the Thunder were playing, I thought that they would beat the Blazers and then beat the Spurs and then be matched up with either Golden State or Houston in the conference finals. But, man, it's not even, like you said, not even looking like they're going to come out the first round now. So if it is Blazers-Spurs, um, I'd, have to go, I'd have to go Blazers too. Um, even though Spurs got, got that experience and they still got DeRozan and Aldridge going against his old team, I just think, you know, again, it's a situation where the Blazers will have the best player on the court in Lillard. Right. Um, and I, for me, when it comes to playoff time, I think that's that's kind of important. As you don't see this in many other sports, but in it basketball especially, yeah, when you got the best player on the court, um, you're never really out of it. So right, like think about LeBron James. Like think yeah. about Cavaliers teams he took to the finals. Best player on the court in every series that he was in, and that's how they got it done. Yeah, man, absolutely. Right. And there, there's no way. There's no. Uh, way they should have come back and, and beat the Warriors that year. So, no, uh, no. you know, it makes you think. And then Kyrie, you know, he, he showed flashes uh, at certain points of being the best player on that court and hit some huge clutch shots. So absolutely, having the two of them made a big difference. But, yeah, um, I got I got Blazers. I'll go Blazers in seven. Um, okay. Combination of, of home court and Lillard. Uh, I think this is the year that he makes it a little f- further. You know, having the the first round failure for for so many years and getting swept last year by the Pelicans, um, I think I think he's on a mission this year, and uh, I, I like that I like them over the Spurs. I'm just trying to think matchup wise, you know, the Spurs best players when you got these long defenders like I could see a guy like um, my man, I'm drawing a blank right now, power forward uh, Aminu. Right for, for the Blazers, he could cause a little trouble. He could he could rattle Aldridge a little bit, even though he's a little bigger. Right. Um, I think Aminu because Aminu, I as a Mavs fan, I remember when Dirk used to go against him. Um, that was a tough matchup, and and Dirk and Aldridge played. They're a little bit different 
body types and stuff, but but they're kind of similar in, in how they play their game. Right. You know, long, you know, power forwards, stretch forwards who can shoot from outside. Um, sometimes when you get some physical guys with length who may be a little bit smaller but still got some strength to them, kind of rattle them a little bit. Um, so yeah, I, I, I would take the I would take the Blazers in seven. All right. Take the Blazers in seven. All right. So uh, I guess that means we're on to our uh, marquee matchup, which feels like it should be the conference finals, but isn't. Right. Warriors Rockets. Um, yeah. I'm not even it, sure. <laughs> I don't I'm know not where even 100% sure, yeah, how I want to play this. I, I can make points for both sides, but. Man. Yeah, no, I mean, it's. If the Rockets, if the Rockets play the way they've been playing here, like as of late, I see this thing going seven. But I also yeah. really want it to go seven. So like, it's hard yeah. as like a like I'm trying to like separate like my like brain from like what I want. Basketball fan, it's really difficult. Right. Um, right. Ooh. Oh, man, I really want to pick the Rockets. But are you? I just, I just can't. I can't, okay. I can't bring myself. I can't bring myself to do it because when the Warriors, like, like we've talked about, when the Warriors decide right. they really want to play, they're so like historically good. Yeah. I mean, and like you think about like all the weapons they have. Like they have KD, they have Steph. They have Clay, who could Clay, who could take a game over on his own. Like we've seen him just yeah. absolutely erupt in the playoffs before at different points during the season. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be a tough, like he's going to defend Harden tougher, I think, than probably any other defender Harden would see in the playoffs. Yeah, um, well, at the very least, we know he's going to face him up and not absolutely. just give him the right lane. <laughs> yeah, not just going to let him run wild Jeez. and do whatever he wants. Yeah, right. Um, and I mean. It's just, I mean, they have KD, who's like a closer. They have Steph, who is just ridiculous. I, I just can't. I don't know. And Harden, uh, Harden's playoff. I'm, I'm sounding like all the people, like, like the old same old like cliches. Harden's playoff record, like, I'm not comfortable enough with it yet. Yeah. To say that I think that he could push them over the top, over the Warriors, and get them through this. Even with a healthy Chris Paul, I just I can't just I just can't do it. I think the Warriors get him in seven. Okay. Court advantage, all the weapons they have. Um, Draymond, I didn't even talk about him. Um, yeah, he's such like a Swiss Army knife. He can do a lot of different things for them. Um, it's just I, I think toe to toe, the Warriors edge him out. Okay. All right. Well, I definitely, you know, no, no, no issues there. I could see all those points, and I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but we can't keep agreeing on. Every, I thought oh, we'd have a little God. bit more. Yeah. There we go. So, so I'm gonna, you know, I may not have come into this prepared to pick. I'm gonna go with the Rockets. I'm gonna go with the Rockets, just right. just to add a little a little parity here. Um, okay. But yeah, I think if you look at you know, is what everybody's talking about, right? The what ifs. You saw what happened last year. They were so close, and obviously the the home court advantage has flipped, so that could be a difference maker. 
right. um, with the seating and how it worked out this year. But they missed so many threes and had no Chris Paul and were still that close to to beating the Warriors then. And so you factor in the other pieces that they've had to help make up for the losses so it doesn't seem like as much of them going backwards, losing Ariza and Bahamute. They've, they've rebuilt their bench and um, have been playing lights out since. I think they've been playing better than the Warriors, even when the Warriors had Boogie um, since the All-Star break, um, just as a team collectively. And if you see, I mean, Harden, man, even after the, the last game, he went straight to the gym. He was hitting the treadmill. You could just tell he's on a mission. His, his work ethic and his grind is crazy. And I think the Warriors at times are just too careless with the ball. That's and true. I, they, they do turn the ball over a lot. Yeah, they get – I think, you know, they feel themselves a little too much. They know they could do the great things, so they get a little too fancy, a little too nonchalant. And I think after last year, and who knows, maybe – I forget when the MVP is announced. Is it after the, the playoffs are done, MVP announced, or during the playoffs? I think – Ooh, I think it's after. But after, yeah, right? After, okay, yeah. so he wouldn't know about, like, an MVP snub or anything yet. But right. even if he feels like uh, Giannis may take it, um, yeah. and I just think his hunger is is next level right now. I think they finally get over the hump. The the uncertainty of free agency, the Warriors falling apart this offseason, I think the Rockets will maybe capitalize on it and um, – and this might be the beginning of certain domino pieces starting to fall in Golden State um, and that team breaking up a little bit. But, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go with the Rockets. Healthy Chris Paul and the, and the additions to that bench, the, the year Harden's having, and then Capella, how, how he'll match up down low with, with right. uh, you know, no boogie there. I, I, I like it. I, I think I'm going to take – I'm going to take the Rockets in seven. I'm going to go for it. Wow, man. I wish I could agree with you. Well, well then, <laughs> all really the fans of the I show would be very I, disappointed. <laughs> I, I really wish I could. I wish I wish I had the guts to make that pick. Good for oh, you. Oh, man. Hey, I don't know how many guts I have, but I'm going to go for it, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I like the pick, and all your reasonings make sense. It It could really go either way. I'm so... I'm so excited for this series. Like this, this could be. This is like the finals almost. Like that. That's almost how I'm looking at this. Yeah. This series. Like, I mean, we'll get we'll get to the finals, I guess, later. But it's this is really like the toe to toe matchup that we all want to see. We want to see these two going at it. Yeah, we do. Yeah, but I think in my uh, projected scenario here, based on our podcast um i think uh i think the the finals matchup i have will be another one that people will want to see but we'll, no, we'll, we'll get to that yeah yeah we'll get to that yeah I, i'm kind of putting these pieces together i think i know yeah yeah um, <laughs> so i mean so you have rockets blazers in the conference finals then i i if i had to guess i would say you're gonna pick the rockets right yeah yeah i gotta go rockets it may if if they had nurkic Honestly, um, I could see myself. I could see myself picking the Blazers, but right. just the too much, too much firepower for the Rockets. They're on a mission, um, and if they can get past the Warriors, I don't see them having 
too much trouble with the Blazers. Um, I, I I would say Rockets over Blazers in five. Yeah, no, if that were the case, I that's a good that's a good pick. That's that's where I'd have it too. Yeah, I mean, kudos to the Blazers for making it that far with um, the injury to Nurkic and all these things. It's it's admirable um, getting over the OKC hump to mm-hmm. a team Westbrook's kind of like owned Lillard and Thunder have owned the Blazers. So to get over that's an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's good, all good things for them. But if they're meeting the Rockets, if they're meeting the Warriors, whoever it is, I haven't meeting the Warriors. It's it's gonna be done in five. They'll they'll get yeah. one. But yeah, there's there's levels to this, right? You know, you gotta they go a little bit further each year, and then you right. see how they can continue to build that team. Um, so it definitely would be a successful season for them. I don't think anybody saw them doing this much and still maintaining after Nurkic went down. So, no, um, absolutely. definitely to, positive, but definitely something to build on with. And like the the there's gonna be shifts in the NBA after this off season. Um, yeah. We're, we're kind of, you kind of alluded to like Golden State's not going to be the same team, the same juggernaut that they have been, I think, after this year. Yeah. Um, especially if KD goes to the Knicks. There's a lot, there's a lot of things that are going to be changing here. So, um, yeah, man. maybe the Blazers, this is just the first step of bigger things to come. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I have Warriors in five. Okay. Finals, yeah. Lillard okay. gets me. I could, I mean, I could definitely see that scenario too. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah. So, that but means- we it seems like we agree the winner of the Warriors Rockets matchup comes out of the West. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, no doubt there. Um. So that means I have the Bucks Warriors, which seems to be the most popular pick, and you probably have the second most popular pick with probably them. with Bucks yeah. Ro- Rockets. I would say so. Yeah, so um, we're not necessarily like giving a ton of hot takes here, but no, no, <laughs> no but I, I think I think we've offered some unique uh, points here and some different things. Um, yeah, because anybody can just pick pick the chalk, but you know, you gotta. Right. Well, what's the reasoning? So right, exactly, exactly. At least we're backing it up with something. Right, right, right. Um, so I'll I'll go first because I think I think your matchup's more interesting with. Is this different, and it would have that yeah. MVP. The MVP is on the line in here, so I'll right. We'll see yours for last. Uh, okay. Warriors Bucks. This this could be Giannis's coming out party if he can pull this off. Like, mm-hmm. and I say that in the sense that, like, we all know who he is, but this could be him saying, like, everyone, Katie, get out of the way, LeBron, out of my way. I am the best player on the planet. This is my league now. Yeah. The title's mine. Oh, man. Again, though. The Warriors. The Warriors. They're clicking. <laughs> yeah. They're so good. If they can, like, the Bucks present challenges to them in their length defensively. Giannis is obviously, like, like he's going to be guarding. He'd be guarding KD, and KD would be guarding him. I think Giannis would handle that fine. He's a tough matchup for them. He's a tough matchup for everyone. Um, yeah, Bucks gritty, shoot the three well. I think it could be a competitive series, but in the end, I think the experience would pay off for the Warriors. I think they'd find a way to get it 
done in six or seven. And I think this is like Giannis's loss before he takes over next year. Okay. I can like, see that. It's still a yeah. step forward from, from last year, so it's progress. Big step forward, and then next yeah. year it's his. He gets the title. Bucks win it all. I'll say it okay. way too early. But this year it's – I think the Warriors uh, – Warriors' time with Kevin Durant ends on a happy note, and then he gets on a plane, flies off to New York, and joins the Knicks. Yeah. But it, it, it ends well. I, I just – Man, okay. I, I wish I wish I could pick the Bucks. I really do. I yeah, it's just the experience I think is like the big thing that's kind of pushing me away because like the matchup kind of like like Houston. I think they match up the Bucks match up well with them. Like right. that would be a tough matchup for the Warriors. And they, the Warriors have been like pretty upfront. Like when they played them earlier in the year, they're like, man, like this is a tough team to play. Like they're super long, they're athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, Giannis obviously being what he is, but. Nah, Warriors figured it out. Okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, I, I could definitely see that. Wouldn't be surprising. I mean, there's a reason why uh, everybody felt like, you know, we, we do this every year. Right? Some people overachieve or they start coming out and you're like, wait, hold up. Who's going to dethrone the Warriors this time? And then it's it, in the NBA, it always seems like the team we thought was win, would win from the beginning ends up winning, right? Right. In the end, right. after all the parody, everything falls apart and, and the, the dust settles. But um, so let me who do you think I'm going to pick in, in my scenario? I got Rockets and Bucks left. Who do you think? You think I'm going Rockets? You think I'm going Bucks? Man, my gut. Oh, I would think you would go Rockets. But for some reason, I feel like you're going to go Bucks. I am going to go Bucks. Yes. All right. Yes. I think this is the year of Giannis. I don't know. I got to check the Chinese New Year. I don't know what year it is um, based on their calendar. Um, but I think this is the year of Giannis. And um, I'm just thinking matchup-wise. So the reason why I, I went out on the limb, sort of, with, with Rockets over Warriors is because it's one of the few teams that they just – they're not afraid of the Warriors, right? And they match up right. really well with them in their style of play. And I think for that same reason – the Bucks just their matchup against the Rockets is is great for the Bucks. I I think they have too much length and size from from point guard all the way through center. Um, Giannis, you know, I think this. If you look at any matchup that he's had with any of the top teams where he's had to actually play the full game in a decent amount of minutes, right. he's always stepped his game up and matched, or if, if not bettered, the best player on the other team. You look at that crazy game they had against the Sixers right? when there was no reason they should have come back and won that game. And and with all their injuries and everything, and, and Giannis, <laughs> I forget his exact <laughs> line, but it was absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. Is that the game where he called Ben Simmons a baby? Is that that game, or is that the other game? Um, I can't remember. I can't remember... Um, but yeah, I, he when he and Embiid were going back and forth, and he's gotten the best of Embiid every time. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I see, especially the the MVP narrative. I think it'll be a great storyline. The the top two MVP players going against each other, and I think Giannis beats him again. I think he gets him the MVP, and I think he gets him uh, uh, to win the title. Um, this this 
if you just look at it, man, ever since he started talking to Kobe, and Kobe was <laughs> that Mamba mentality, it seems uh, like he has it now. It seems like he has it. He wants to be the best. He wants to be the MVP. And you see, even he's being more vocal on the court. He's yamming on on dudes bigger than him in their face and just screaming down the sideline to his fans like, I'm unstoppable. I'm the MVP. I'm the best player in the world. And he's backing it up uh, so far when when he's needed to. So I'm I'm big on him and, and the Bucks. I, I just like their ability to defend and spread the floor and shoot and Giannis to take over. And I will have them over the Rockets in six in the finals. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to go for it. I wouldn't at all be surprised, honestly. I mean, he – Giannis is so hungry. Like, it's it's clearly evident. He wants this so bad. And I I wouldn't be surprised if, like, he's just like, okay, I'm going to own this series. I'm taking it over. Here I am, best player on the planet. And it, it wouldn't at all surprise me. And yeah. his, his progression has just been incredible. I mean, like, you look at, like, photos of him, like how skinny he was. and like Oh, it's unbelievable. What he, what he is now, I mean, he's, he's just so dominant. And you're right. Like, the Rockets, I, I don't know what they do to stop him. But at the same time, and at the same time, I think the Bucks are in the best position to defend Harden. Like, I remember when they played during the regular season, they threw weird things at Harden to try to slow him down. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be innovative. They'll try to kind of – they're not going to be able to, like, contain him, but they're going to kind of try to, like, make him as uncomfortable as they possibly can. Giannis, yeah. rim protector, different bodies at him, all these things. I I like that pick. If that's a matchup, I, I like that pick. Yeah, I mean, you know, they beat him both times in the regular season. It's just, it seems like it's just a tough matchup um, for the Rockets. And, and the Bucks can really play to any style, it seems. Right. And, um, yeah, man, I think this is just his year. I think this is when, you know, LeBron's out the playoffs. It seems like he's getting a little, you know, slowing down a tiny bit with the mm-hmm. health and, and the dysfunction of the Lakers okay. right now. Yeah, he'll still be LeBron, but. I think I think Giannis is like, hey, this is this is my chance. It's time it for me to be the face and take over, and I think he gets it. Wow. Well, there we go. We disagree in the end. Hey. Hey. We we, we need to give them a reason to listen to the whole podcast episode. That's what it was. So, yeah. like, listen, guys, yeah. trust me, we're gonna disagree at some point. Just stay yeah. t- hang tight. <laughs> and there it is. There you go. But I like your picks too, man. Either way, it'll be a fun playoff. Uh, uh, to watch this year, and uh, I'm excited. Oh, absolutely. We're going to have to uh, re-listen to this as things progress and see uh, see who was right and who was wrong. See what yeah. point that worked out. That's <laughs> right. I could tell the fans that, uh, you know, as a guest, I too don't know the uh, true identity of the fact checker for this <laughs> podcast. So whoever that is, um, he'll have to, you know, do some fact checking on this episode and, and see how accurate we were. He's going to have to be tracking things and sending us updates, letting us know. Yeah, man. All right, man. So, as you know, each week we end the uh, pod with some shout-outs and weekly predictions. So, uh, do you have a prediction for anything you see happening this week in the world of sports? Hmm. That's a good one. Well, how about – can I start with my shout-out? Give me a little time for the prediction. Okay. So, my shout-out, I will shout-out – Dwayne Wade, for those who don't know, 
obviously he's he's had an amazing farewell tour um the last dance wade wade's final season um which has been amazing and all the commercials and and but between budweiser and and what everybody's done with him um uh, on his final season has been great the videos everything um but for those who may not have realized he uh, if not yesterday or a couple of days ago he was in the the heat facility and he stayed in the building all day without stopping and literally took pictures and signed autographs with every single staff employee member of the heat organization before he left oh As wow thank you for everything you know for being part of the organization that All right, so some uh, minor technical difficulties here. <laughs> I feel like we can't get through an episode without technical difficulties at some point. Uh, it's the biz. Yeah, the anonymous fact checker, he thinks we could name every episode technical difficulties because of something <laughs> that happens at some point. So your, yeah. uh, weekly, your weekly shout went to Dwayne Wade. Yes. You were telling the story about how he went in and signed autographs and met with every staffer in the uh, Miami's arena. Yeah, not, you know, not a single break just stood there and they literally just came one after another. He had some trophy, he had some of the championship trophies out. Um, and he was signing memorabilia, taking pictures with everybody and made sure that every single employee of the Heat organization had that opportunity to share with him before he was done for good. Just super class act. And, uh, you know, for those who didn't already hear the story, hopefully they hear about it through the podcast and check it out. Because um, it seems like everything they say is true. Uh, obviously, Hall of Fame basketball player, but he's bigger than basketball and seems like an even more genuine person. So huge love for Dwayne Wade, even though he's prevented my Mavericks from having an additional <laughs> trip <laughs> with his performance against us in, what, 06 or something like that? But but yeah, or 09, I can't, I'm forgetting the year, but um but yeah when he he and Shaq took that took that away from us but yeah man so that's my that's my shout out shout out to D Wade you will be missed wish you were in this playoff but um yeah and uh weekly prediction so we already went basketball stuff so I don't want to don't want to copy that. Right. If you want some time to think, I can do my shout out for you. Give yeah, you- do your shout out. I'll have a prediction for you. All right, all right. So, I have two shout outs for this week. Um, first one actually goes to Timmy Wagman, who is our three hitter on baseball team and also family friend. Um, so, okay. As as I was talking about a little bit later tonight, because I had a youth baseball practice, um, as you know. Um, so this weekend we had our first tournament and we're playing in our second game of the year. Um, we're down two in the final inning. We're running on the time limit. So like we know this is our last crack. So first kid on our team grounds out. Uh, second, next two kids gets on base and here comes Timmy. And I'm just like, I like look down and I'm like, Hey man, right man, right spot. You're the kid we want up. And like, I don't know, especially as, like, an 11-year-old. Like, the pressure of, like, this moment, like, 
final inning, big game. We're playing like one of like the rival travel organizations that we play a couple. We play a couple times before. Um, he comes up so calm and poised. First pitch, three run bomb, walk off over the fence, crazy. Hey. No backflip, no showboating. Acted like he had done it a million times before. It was crazy awesome. Kids were pumped. Coaches were pumped. Awesome moment. So he gets a shout out. I know he likes listening to the podcast. He there you go. Yeah, so he'll be he'll be listening to this, and he'll probably have some issues with probably some of the uh, picks I made. <laughs> but yeah, he gets a shout out, and then other shout out goes to your wife Leslie. She uh she hooked me up here with you, man. This was this hey. was great. I enjoyed doing this. Hey, it's been the pleasure's been mine, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, this was awesome. I I had a good time. We'll have to do this again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so what about your weekly prediction? I gave you a little bit of time here. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't mind, I'll uh I'll get semi creative with this. So for those who don't know, um so yeah, my name is Jazz, but I actually uh started not a, a little while ago, um a uh, Jazzy Phase Plays account on Twitter. Okay. where I kind of throw some sports advice and some, some sports betting picks uh, based on some research that I can do when uh, health and time uh, allow. So um, I, uh, I will predict this week that Jazzy Faze plays this week coming up. So not including this week. Well, how, what do you do? Like Monday through Friday or, or what week are we talking? The uh, rest of the week? Friday. Monday through Friday? Right. So. Actually, no, we – I guess when we talk about week, it's usually like Tuesday to Tuesday. Yeah. We can pod, but yeah, whatever okay. you need. You can be flexible here. All right. Well, with today being Thursday, um, let's say Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So continue or, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Let's say the rest of this weekend, I will have a winning record each day on my on my Twitter picks. For Jazz and Faze plays. That's my weekly prediction. So all my plays go up there. They're time stamped. They're they're recorded there. I'll give you know what the spreads what who who I like for the day. So I'm every day at least an above five hundred record for the picks that I make Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we'll see if the fact checker uh, can <laughs> hold me to that. Hopefully, I don't let my my fans down and and you guys down. Um, but yeah, at Jazzy Faze twenty three. Jazzy Face Plays is the name. It's something I'm starting to build up and try to work on because sports and, uh, and, you know, fantasy and sports betting is all stuff that kind of had a passion for and, and love just following sports in general. So I'll try to, try to keep that up and uh, hopefully get some good advice for anyone interested. That's awesome. Great, great prediction. I like that. I'm going to have to give that account a follow. Yeah, man. Hopefully I can help people out. Awesome. Um, Wow, yeah, what you really got? what's your prediction? You were really you were really creative with that. My prediction, I'm gonna stick to the world of basketball. I alluded to it earlier. I was a little more hesitant about it, but I'm like sitting here thinking about it. I think the Thunder even the series with the Trailblazers. Okay. I think they defend home court. They grit their way to a win they shouldn't get. Then they like earn a big win, like a double digit win in the other game. But then the Blazers still take it in six. But I think the Thunder even it out. I don't like it now that I'm saying it out loud, but <laughs> it's in the universe. I'll stick with it. For the first time go. last week, man, I've 
I haven't struggled with my weekly predictions. Last week I said Luke Walton would be fired and that Ty Lue would be a potential replacement, and that happened. Um, yeah. Ty, Ty Lue's like the top guy right now, so I'm finally – I'm finally on a winning streak, so there you go. Time I'll probably get back on a losing streak here, but you you never know. So there you go. the Westbrook, Paul George, get it together, man. Let's tie yep. this series up. Let's make this thing exciting. They they should be able to. The, no, the two of them, yeah, they should be able to definitely make that that series interesting. I know the fans will be hoping to see that. No, absolutely. All right, man. Hey, man. Well, hey, thanks again for having me on the show, the intramural star. Appreciate it. Hopefully uh, another day I'll be able to be a guest and catch the rest of the crew. Absolutely, man. They're gonna be they're gonna be jealous after they listen to this. We'll we'll definitely have <laughs> you back on, man. Sounds good, man. Appreciate right. the invite. All right, peace. Best of luck, guys.